Blog Talk Radio. The True Israelites, with your host, the Seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. With your host, the Seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. 
I can today take up the plaintive lament of a peeled and woe-smitten people. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there, they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. Fellow citizens, above your national tumultuous joy, I hear the mortal wail of men whose chains, hither and grievous yesterday, are today rendered more intolerable by the jubilee constitution. If I do forget, if I do not faithfully remember those bleeding children of sorrow this day, May my right hand forget her cunning, and may my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. Pass lightly over their wrongs, and to tie in with the popular theme would be treason most scandalous and shocking, and would make me a reproach before God and the world. My subject, then, fellow citizens, is American slavery. I can see this day and its popular characteristics from the slaves of view. Standing there, identified with the American Parliament, making his wrong mind, I do not hesitate to declare with all my soul that the character and conduct of this nation never looked to me than on the 4th of July. Whether returning to the declarations of the past or to the professions of the present, the conduct of the nation
how should I look today in the presence of Americans dividing and subdividing a discourse to show that men have a natural right to freedom? Speaking of it relatively and positively, negatively and affirmatively. To do so would be to make myself ridiculous and to offer an insult to your understanding. There is not a man beneath the canopy of heaven that does not know that slavery is wrong for him. What? Am I to argue that it is wrong to make men brutes, to rob them of their liberty, to work them without wages, to keep them ignorant of their relations to their fellow men, to beat them with sticks, to flay their flesh with a lash, to load their limbs with irons, to hunt them with dogs, to sell them at auction, to sunder their families, to knock out their teeth, to burn their flesh, to starve them into obedience and submission to their masters. Must I argue that a system thus marked with blood and stained with pollution is wrong? No, I will not. I have better employment for my time and strength than such arguments would imply. What then remains to be argued? Is it that slavery is not divine? That God did not establish it? That our doctors of divinity are mistaken? There is blasphemy in the soul. That which is inhuman cannot be divine. Who can reason on such a proposition? They that can may, I cannot. The time for such argument is past. At a time like this, scorching irony, not convincing argument, is needed. Oh, had I the ability and could reach the nation's ear, I would today pour out a fiery supreme of biting ridicule Blasting reproach, withering sarcasm, and stern rebuke. For it is not light that is needed, but fire. It is not the gentle shower, but thunder. We need to storm the whirlwind and the earthquake. The leading of the nation must be quickened. The conscience of the nation must be roused. The propriety of the nation must be startled. The hypocrisy of the nation must be exposed. And its crimes against God and man must be proclaimed and denounced. What to the American slave is your 4th of July? I answer. But David reveals to him more than all other days in the year the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. To him, your celebration is a sham. Your boasted liberty and unholy license, your national greatness swelling vanity, your sounds of rejoicing are empty and thoughtless, your denunciation of tyrants, brass, sudden impudence, your shouts of liberty and equality are mockery, your prayers and hymns, your sermons and thanksgivings, with all your religious parade and solemnity, are to him mere bombers, fraud, deception, impiety, and hypocrisy. For setting wheel to cover up crimes which would disgrace a nation of savages. There is not a nation on the earth guilty of practices more shocking and bloody than are the people of the United States at this very 
despotism and despotism of the old world. Travel through South America. Search out every abuse. And when you have found the last, lay your facts by the side of the everyday practices of this nation. And you will say with me that for revolting barbarity and shameless hypocrisy, America reigns without a rival. Take the American slave trade, which we are told by the papers is especially prosperous just now. Exodus to Benton tells us that the price of men was never higher than now. He mentions the fact to show that slavery is in no danger. This trade is one of the peculiarities of American institutions. It is carried on in all the large towns and cities in one half of this confederacy. And millions are pocketed every year by dealers in this horrid traffic. In several states, this trade is a chief source of wealth. It is called, in contradistinction to the foreign slave trade, the internal slave trade. It is probably called so, too, in order to avert from it the horror with which the foreign slave trade is contemplated. That trade has long since been denounced by this government as piracy. It has been denounced with burning words from the high places of the nation as an execrable traffic. To arrest it, to put an end to it, this nation keeps a squadron at immense cost on the coast of Africa. Everywhere in this country, it is safe to speak of this foreign slave trade as a most inhuman traffic oppose the light to the laws of God and of man. The duty to extirpate and destroy it is admitted even by our doctors of divinity. In order to put an end to it, some of these last have considered that their colored brethren, nominally free, should leave this country and establish themselves on the western coast of Africa. It is, however, a notable fact that while so much execration is brought out by Americans upon all those engaged in the foreign slave trade, the men engaged in the slave trade between the states pass without condemnation, and their business is deemed honorable. Behold the practical operation of this internal slave trade, the American slave trade, sustained by American politics and American religion, here you will see men and women reared like swine for the market. You know what is a swine drover? I will show you a man drover. They inhabit all our southern states. They perambulate the country and crowd the highways of the nation with groves of human stock. You will see one of these human flesh jobbers armed with pistol, whip, and bowie knife, driving a company of a hundred men, women, and children from the Potomac to the slave market at New Orleans. These wretched people are to be sold singly or in lots to suit the purchases. They are food for the cotton field and the deadly sugar mill. Mark the sad procession as it moves wearily along and the inhuman wretch who drives them 
hear his savage yells and his blood-curdling oaths as he hurries on his affrighted captives. Then, see the old man with locks thinned and gray. Cast one glance, if you please, upon that young mother whose shoulders are bare to the scorching sun, the briny tears falling on the brow of the babe in her arms. See, too, that girl of 13, weeping, yes, weeping, as she thinks of the mother from whom she has been torn. The drove moves tardily. Heat and sorrow have nearly consumed their strength. Suddenly you hear a quick snap, like the discharge of a rifle. The feathers clank and the chain rattles simultaneously. Your ears are saluted with a scream that seems to have torn its way to the center of your soul. The crack you heard was from the sound of the slave whip. The scream you heard was from the woman you saw with the babe. Her speed had faltered under the weight of her child and her chains. That dash on her shoulder tells her to move on. Follow this drove to New Orleans. Attend the auction. See the men. Examine them like horses. See the form of the women, rudely and brutally exposed to the shocking gaze of American slave buyers. See this drove sold and separated forever. And never forget the deep, sad sobs that arose from that scattered multitude. Tell me, citizens, where under the sun you can witness a spectacle more fiendish and shocking. Yet this is but a glance at the American slave trade as it exists at this moment in the ruling part of the United States. I was born amid such sights and scenes. To me, the American slave trade is a terrible reality. When a child, my soul was often pierced with a sense of its horrors. I lived on Philpott Street, Fells Point, Baltimore, and I watched from the walls the slave ships in the basin anchored from the shore with their cargoes of human flesh, waiting for favorable winds to waft them down the Chesapeake. There was at that time a grand slave mark kept at the head of Pratt Street by Austin Woolfolk. His agents were sent into every town and county in Maryland, announcing their arrival through the papers and on flaming handbills headed Cash for Negroes. These men were generally well dressed men and very captivating in their manners, ever ready to drink, to treat, and to gamble. The fate of many a slave has depended upon the turn of a single card. And many a child has been snatched from the arms of his mother by bargains arranged in a state of brutal drunkenness. The fleshmongers gather up their victims by the dozens and drive them chained to the general depot at Baltimore. When a sufficient number has been collected here, a ship is chartered for the purpose of conveying the forlorn crew to Mobile or to New Orleans. From the slave prison to the ship, they are usually driven in the darkness of night. For since the anti-slavery agitation 
a certain caution is observed. In the deep, still darkness of midnight, been often aroused by the dead, heavy footsteps and the piteous cries of the chained gangs that passed our door. The anguish of my boyish heart was intense, and I was often consoled when speaking to my mistress in the morning to hear her say that the custom was very wicked, that she hated to hear the rattle of the chains and the heart-rending cries. I was glad to find one who sympathized with me and my horror. Fellow citizens, this murderous operation in this boasted republic. In the solitude of my spirit, I see clouds of dust raised on the highways of the south. I see the bleeding footsteps. I hear the doleful wail of fettered humanity on the way to the slave markets, where the victims are to be sold like horses, sheep, and swine, knocked off to the highest bidder. There I see the tenderest ties, ruthlessly broken, to gratify the lust, caprice, and rapacity, buyers and sellers of men. My soul sickened at the fact. Is this the land your fathers loved, the freedom which they toiled to win? Is this the earth whereon they moved? Are these the graves they slumber in? Americans, your Republican politics, not less than your Republican religion, are flagrantly inconsistent. You boast of your love of liberty, your superior civilization and your pure Christianity, while the whole political power of the nation, as embodied in the two great political parties, is solemnly pledged to support and perpetuate the enslavement of three millions of your countrymen. You hurl your anathemas at the crowned head tyrants of Russia and Austria, and pride yourselves on your democratic institutions while you yourselves consent to be mere tools and bodyguards of the tyrants of Virginia and Carolina. You invite to your shores fugitives of oppression from abroad. Fire them with banquets. Greet them with ovations. Chill them. Toast them. Salute them. Protect them. And pour out your money to them like water. But the fugitive from your own land, you advertise, hunt, shoot, and kill. You glory in your refinement and your universal education. Yet you maintain a system as barbarous and dreadful as ever stained the character of a nation. A system begun in avarice, supported in pride, and perpetuated in cruelty. You shed tears over fallen Hungary and make the sad story of her wrongs the theme of your poets, statesmen, and orators. Does your cannon sound ready to fly to arms to vindicate her cause against the oppressor? But in regards to the 10,000 wrongs of the American slave, you would enforce the strictest silence and hate. 
True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name.
We see Sister Sarah jump in, coming on stage. And sooner or later, Sister DSJ Israel will have to crank that microphone in and get in what she's saying at sooner or later. And no doubt about it. So um, we're going to open up with Sister Sarah about saying, Sister Sarah, y'all fly up here just see you right here. Yahweh bless you, I've back been beat so long, 
that when when I back it been beat so long it just not not even talk about it. So so mother 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 E. You know mother E is getting worn up in the in the bullpen, getting everything ready to do a commentary. But mother E, check those things out. What do Luke chapter twelve thirty twelve say? Okay. The book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. That's right, dear mother. The righteous spirit will take care of all the business. But it's some things that we need to know, uh, Sister Sarah. Hey, Sister Sarah, look down at Mark chapter 3.
What's that say there, Sister Sarah? All right, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 reads, Not everyone that say unto me, Yahweh, Yahweh, shall enter the, into the kingdom of heaven, but he that do the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Uh-huh. 22. 22. 22 reads, Many shall say to me in that day, Yahweh, Yahweh, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. Uh-huh. And in verse 2 and 3, Oh, Sister Sarah, what happened in verse 2 and 3 that we can read? 23 reads, And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work in equity. And that word means sin. So he's going to tell you, because you know my name, the four letters, Y-H-W-H. He's going to say, get away from me, because you sinned against me. He said, you're not doing my will, you're doing the family's will. Now, give me one more there, Sister Bell. Give me what it pulls from it, 40, verse 8 of Psalms. Now, they pull all the way from the left side of the book to give you a definition of do his will. What is his will? Let's see what his will is in Psalm 40, verse 8. Hey, Sister Sarah, let's find out what his will is. Now we can find out what his will, because you can have his name right, but you got to be doing his will. You can find out what his will is right now. Forty, first day of Psalm. Come on, Sister Sarah. Okay. One second. Yeah, 40, first day. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not as fast yeah. as the rest of y'all. Well, that's okay. That's okay. We, we, we don't need no conversation. You, when you, you're doing the best you can, and that's all okay. that, that it counts. Right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's talk to you now. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, the BSK, she's going to get in there and, 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 and push on that book, too. Sooner or later, the BSK, Israel, stop hiding behind the curtain. Come on in. Open them books up. Let's get in. Where you been in at, sister? B.S.K. Israel. Now, um, this is sad. We know that. But one thing about it, you up the back, you swinging at it. And see, the more you swing at it, the more Yahweh is going to give you the increase. So you remember these days when you was trying to find verses. And all of a sudden, one day, when you apply yourself and do the 2640 of Matthew, give my eye every day, make sure you know you be turning pages. It's just, uh, uh, uh. Just turn the page, just open them up. That's how they clap. So you just keep hanging in there. Psalm 40, verse 8, what does it say? Okay, Psalm 40, verse 8 reads, I delight to do thy will, O my Yahweh. Yeah, thy law is within my, my mind. So his will is his law. So when you're doing the Almighty's will, that means you're keeping his law. You can know the name. You might have them on friends. But until you're doing the law, you're not doing. Hey, Marie, what, what can we read in Luke chapter 8, verse 19 through 21? 19 and 21. Luke 8, 
Let's see what she said and what he said. And Luke chapter 11, verse 27 and 28. Let's see what's going on here, Mo. Luke chapter 11, 27 and 28. Book of Luke chapter 11, verses 27 and verse 28. Verse 27 reads, And it comes to pass, as he speaks, she's saying, a certain woman of the company lifted her, her voice and said, and said unto him, Blessed is the womb that bears thee, and the path which thy hast sucked. Verse 28. But he said, Yea, brother, blessed are they that hear the word of Yahweh and keep it. Yeah, yeah. Big mouth woman say, "Blessed the path that you that that brought you forward." And Yahweh holler back at her. He said, "Yay!" But bless the the ones that hear the word and do the word. So that great big old mouth ain't getting you nowhere. You got to have your record on hearing the word and doing the word. Hey, our sister. In Matthew chapter 12, what do we say in 46 down to verse 50? Matthew chapter 12, verse 46 down to verse 50 there, Sister Sarah. Let's see what's going on here. And, and Mother, have me Leviticus chapter 11, 1, 2. Wait on me, Mother, Mother Eve. Have me in the biggest chapter 11, verse 1 and 2. Let's see what's going on to the Pharaoh in uh, Matthew chapter 12, verse 46 down to verse 50. Take your time and get right, that microphone. Uh-huh. Matthew chapter 12, verse 46 to 50. Verse 46 yes, reads, while he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brother stood without desiring to speak with them, with him. Verse 46, verse 47, then one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brother stand without, desiring to speak with thee. Verse 48, but he answered and said unto him, and told him, Who is my mother, and who are my brothers? Verse 49, and he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brother. Verse 50, for whoever soever, for whosoever shall do the will of my Father, which is in heaven, the same is my brother and my sister and mother. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So that's good. Now, preach up that, uh, Sister Sarah. I'm going to book of Psalms 45, verse 10. He said, you might have to make some, some decisions. He said, you want to probably make some decisions according to his word. Now, what is saying in Psalm 45, verse 10, Sister Sarah, what kind of decision we might have to make according to the Bible? Psalm 45, verse 10. All right. Psalm 45, verse 10 reads, Hearken, O daughter, and consider, and incline thy ear so thine own people and thy father's house. He said, you might have to get your, your whole family. 
when it comes down to you being, you know, just volunteering, well, I'm, a, I'm going and do the 4th of July where you get your, you know, well, basically, that's when we got our back beat the best because we had to prepare everything for the other nations to get up there and, and lie like a rug, and we were sweating big time trying to get things prepared for them so they could sit there and lie like a rug on up. They beat mm-hmm. our back on that day. July the 4th is a beat the back day for the children of Israel. And then what and what they'll tell children of Israel is a certain meat I want you to prepare for me. You know, gut him out and put a stick through his tail all the way through his mouth and, and stand on both ends and turn that meat around. Huh? And turn the meat around. Go go it's a meat that they eat on the fourth of July and New Year. They they be, they go and put they'll soak him up, put vinegar on him, and do everything they can, make him tender. But you know I noticed, you know, on days that the other nations have on a we noticed that the Amalab service of uh, that be at the um, fire station, they said, Why don't y'all go to the fire station and uh, rest yourself? He said, No. How can we do that? We're going to be called every five minutes for somebody going to be at the car. Um, it got all got full of that alcohol and, and that pig meat, and they're going to be thawing out like a rug. So what we're going to do, we're just going to circle around the car and see who's going to give us an emergency call. So why should we go way back there? Let's go to the park and wait. We go take them from the park to the hospital, come right back to the park and wait on the next one and fall out. Eating that, eating that, uh, that they call it tenderized hog, that pig meat. If you feel that pig meat, blood pressure, you know, they blood pressure gets so high, um, so battle, they blood, they be, they be falling all out everywhere. Amalab just running, taking them out. Take them into the hospital and come right back and get them up. Yeah. But see, Yahweh told the children of Israel something. Let's hear he tell the one that's called African American and Mexican about you trying to pass some hole, some pig meat on the 4th of July. And also, you don't do nothing different. Back in the days of Frederick Douglass, he said they stuck a stick down through the hole and put, and put two old Negroes on both sides and turn them around, roast them around, and get that old meat nice and tender. Let's see what y'all want to eat that pig meat. Hey, Molly, let's try out this old pig meat they just got to eat and wonder why they blood pressure shot all the way up past their head. Leviticus chapter 11, 1 and 2. What's that, Mother? What's Leviticus 11, 1 and 2 say? The book of Leviticus chapter 11, verses 1 and verse 2. And the Yahweh spake unto Moses and to Aaron, saying unto them, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, These are the beasts which ye shall eat among all the beasts 
that are on the earth. He said, speak unto the twelve tribes of Israel. That's what he's saying, Mommy. He said, speak unto all twelve tribes. You tell them, this is the beat that you eat, and this is the beat that you don't eat. Now, Mother, back, now go forward and look at verse 44 down to verse 47. What does it say we can read in verse 44 to 47? What does it say there, Mother? Okay, verse 44 to 47. Okay, verse 44 reads. Verse 44 reads, For I am the Yahweh, your Yahweh. You shall therefore sanctify yourselves, and you shall be righteous, for I am righteous. Neither shall you defy yourself with any manner of common thing that creepeth upon the earth. Forty-five. For I am the Yahweh that that brought you up out of the land of Egypt to be your Yahweh. You shall therefore be righteous, for I am righteous. Forty-six. This is the law of the beast and of the fire and of every living living creature that moves in the waters and of every creature that creatures upon the earth for the seven, to make a difference between the unclean and the clean, and between the beast that may be eaten and the beast that may not be eaten. He said, he's a Moses and Aaron tell the children of Israel, you got to make a difference between a beast you put in your mouth and a beast you don't put in your mouth. He said, you got to know what you're putting in your mouth. I don't care what preacher say, but we can cook him in vinegar. We can uh, uh, bring uh, Mama Julie's uh, best barbecue sauce from New Orleans, and we can um, have us a gumbo with fish heads in it and all that gumbo and one why you why your head spinning around like a top. Gumbo. Gumbo. Gumbo got everything that y'all want forbid you to have, but you got some those around New Orleans. Jake the oh that makes on the best gumbo. What's in that gumbo? Well it got fish head, fish head in it. It got shrimp in it. Got octopus in it. I got everything in it. And you want to know why you just spell out. Huh? Because you're not reading your Bible with understanding. He said, you got to make a difference what you put in your mouth and what you put what you put in your mouth. Now, hey, mother, what is that in verse 29? Here's some things you say you make a difference between not to put in your mouth. Verse 29. Leviticus chapter 11, verse 29 reads, These also shall be unclean unto you among the creeping things that creep upon the earth, the weasel and the mice and the torch after his kind. The turtle, the turtle, the weasel, the weasel is that old, um, what do you call that thing? That old raccoon, that pop, 
you know, they be, you got, you, you got some be looking for, until the possum looking for you, you got some be going looking for possum. That was that old weasel, he's in the possum and raccoon and the mouse and the turtle. Yeah, there's no turtle. Yeah, yeah. Come on over and have some good old turtle meat. You mean you 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 gonna go beat that shell down? Nope. Yeah, we're gonna beat that shell down and pull that turtle out of there and drop him in some hot water until we got him right. Nice and tender. Turtle. Turtle meat. Turtle meat. Rat meat. Uh weasel meat. This ain't the meat you eat. But guess what? The weasel meat, the rat meat, and the turtle meat is in the same family what mother get ready to read in 7 down to verse 12. All is in the same family. The turtle meat, the weasel meat, and the rat meat is in the same family that we get ready to read in verse 7 down to verse 12. Take your time there, mother. Let's find out. Let's find out in verse 7 in the same family as the weasel, the turtle meat, the rat meat, all in the same family, 7 out of verse 12. What does it say? Okay. The book of Leviticus, chapter 7, chapter 11, verse 7 to 12. And the swine, though he divide the hoof and be close with it, yet he too is not the cooler. He is unclean to you. Verse 8, of their blood shall ye not eat, and their carcass shall ye not touch. They are unclean to you. Verse 9, these shall you eat of, of all that are in the water. Whatsoever has fins and scales in the water, in the sea, and in the rivers, them shall you eat. Verse 10, and all that have not fins and scales in the sea and in the rivers of all that moveth in the water and of any living thing which is in the water, they shall be an abomination unto you. Verse 11. They shall shall be even an abomination unto you. You shall not eat of their flesh, but you shall have their carcass, but you shall have they are curses and abomination. Verse 12. Whatsoever had no fins nor scales in the water, that shall be an abomination unto you. Yeah, 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 that mother. Now look what he's saying. Because you got some, oh, you know, when granny come up, old granny going to make the, the best gumbo, the best gumbo. New Orleans ain't got nothing to hunt. New Orleans hired her in the best restaurant to make the best gumbo soup it is. I go, what's in that soup? What's in that gumbo soup? Uh, Catfish head, uh, shrimp head, uh, lobster's head, uh, 
everything that Yahweh said is contrary to put in your mouth, that was in that combo suit. Now you got hog, 80-some degrees, and combo suit. And one of and when you got up, you spins around like a top and wonder what happened. What happened? What do you mean what happened? Everything Almighty don't say you are done contrary and you won't know what will happen. Why I got to go to the hospital? Now, why my blood pressure shot up? Why I got all these diseases in my body? The man, I told you. What to put in your mouth and what not to put in your mouth, but you're not going to pay the Bible or you're not going to pay the seal, no, never mind. You eat the gumbo <laughs> soup. You eat every, every piece of hog you can get this, your, your hand on. And he just told you the hog, the rat, the turtle, the weeds, <laughs> the pasta, all in the same family. <laughs> you never mind. You don't wonder why you can't get healed. You might have long money all around the corner, but you can't even breathe. You got all that bad food in you. You want to know what'll happen. You can't enjoy yourself. How you enjoy yourself by being contrary to the Bible? And give me one more, mother. Give me um. Deuteronomy 14, mother. Two, two, three, and verse eight. And um, you gonna find out what the penalty is, uh, sister Seth. Have me that 65 of Isaiah verse 1. We're going to read down the around by verse 9. But we give you time to be looking for Isaiah 65, 1 through 9. While, Mother, we take a look at Deuteronomy 14, verse 2, 3, and verse 8. Hey, Mother, what can we read out of Deuteronomy 14, verse 2, 3, and verse 8? The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 14. Verse 2, verse 3, and verse 8. Verse 2. For thou art an righteous people unto the Yahweh, your Yahweh. And the Yahweh has chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself above all the nations that are upon the earth. Verse 3. Thou shalt not eat any abominable Verse 8, and the swine, because it divided the hoof, yet you are not the cool. It is unclean unto you. You shall not eat of their flesh, nor touch their dead carcass. He said, he said that pig meat. He said, you tell that old preacher yours, this Mr. Preacher, I'm going to give you a tithe. I'm going to give you a free will offer. But I don't care how much you prepare that pig. You, I don't care if you take that pig and turn it upside down, soak it in vinegar. You can do whatever you want to bring Mama Julie's or barbecue sauce up there. You cannot change what the Almighty will say from eating that hog. Hog is what met your body up today. The reason why we all stopped up, got cooked on our feet, down, blood pressure pill, can't breathe, because you're doing everything contrary to the Bible. Got octopus soup, 
got gumbo soup. You go look up the gumbo soup. It's everything contrary to what Yahweh said put in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And that's why we die about it like flies. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Amalan service made a field day on you yesterday. Mm-hmm. They were dropping you off and coming back to the park like they were feed racing. They, the quicker they can drop you off at the hospital and kick you in the ring, they run back at the pub and get you some more. They will fall it out. 86 degrees. Gumbo uh, and pig meat. They want water in bad shit. That's why you can't breathe. You ain't going to never breathe until you do what this man tell you do. Now the other nation can eat all that food. Because he gave him a dietary. He gave it to his children of the 12 tribes of Israel and told him in 49, 28, you blessed if you do what I tell you to do. But if you don't do what the man tell you to do, you will continue to be taking high blood pressure, making calls, feed down to John Cook. Amalek is always coming to get you. you. We are, we are only come humble to say and we're not anti-anybody. We just quote 12 tribes of Israel. The Amalek service they had um, a sweatband on their head running out there trying to get all that food at all yesterday and today. I mean, they just running everywhere. Picking you up and taking you to the hospital. Blood pressure at its highest point. Eating that hog, eating that pig meat. <laughs> now, uh, now, Sister Sarah, let's read some prophecy on on what do we think about you just yesterday. Do you know it's in the Bible? What you did yesterday is written in the Bible, and Yahweh will tell you what he think about you eating that pig meat and that gumbo soup. He said, tell you right now, Isaiah 65, verse 1. So I'll read a little bit there, Sister Sarah. Let's see. Did talk about that, that when your preacher told you about soak this hole and then run a, a, a stick to him, and y'all just turn him over and that he is tender hole, pig meat. Let's see you think about this pig meat right now, Isaiah 65, in verse 1. Let's talk about it. Come on. Isaiah 65, verse 1 reads, I am thought of them that ask not for me. I am found of them that thought not, wait, that thought me not. I said, behold me, behold me unto a nation that was not called by my name. Verse 2, I have spread out my hands all the day unto the rebellious people, which walk in, in a way that was not good after their own thoughts. Verse 3, a people that provoke me to anger continually to my face, that sacrifice in gardens and burnt incense upon altars of bricks. Verse 4, which remain among the graves and lodge and monuments, which eat wine flesh and brought of abominable things is in their vessels. Verse hold on, five, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, I, I want to read verse 4, but you got to read. Take your time. Now, you own some, dollars. 
But now, take your time and really, really break it out to this national audience over 900,000 songs on the international side. What he just say in verse 4, just take your time and, and put some bass in your voice and really bring out verse 4. Come on again. All right, verse 4 reads, Which remain among the graves and lodge in the monument, which each wine flesh and broth of abominable things is in their vessels. <laughs> <laughs> you say, daughter, is they eating pig meat? Is they eating pig meat and, and, um, and they eating gumbo soup, New Orleans-style gumbo soup? They got all in their belly. He said they got all that stuff in their in they belly. And he brought, I mean, what do you mean the broth? The broth and the bummer. Oh, why they got green and they got, they got fat packs and, and uh, um, fat back meat. And they got, um, what do you call that meat? Hey, bro, what's that meat they call it? They used to see in the green with mother back in the day. It's um ham hock. They got ham hock in the green. They got the ham hock in the green. Back back. And they got a uh, um uh, salt meat. They got salt meat. Oh my. Back back and ham hock. What's that mother? Ham hock. Ham hock. Thank you, mother. Ham hock. They got all that in the green. Well, what's some ham hock in that green for? Oh, well, that ham hock is just all the cheese in the green. Make it oh, man, come on. You got everything, Yaqua, say, don't have. And you got all in the green. Oh, my, ain't Willie May make the best greens it is. I said, what did you use to season the greens with? Ham hock juice and fat back meat and, um, what that meat called salt meat. They got pork salt meat in it. They got everything in it. And wonder why you what you know my head's spinning on me right now. I guess you better call Doc Cook. You better call Doc Cook. How about precious a sky your hair. And you still ain't figured it straight out. Read more dollars. What verse five say? Verse five, we say, stand by thyself. Come not near to me, for I am holier than thou. These are a smoke in my nose, a fire that burns. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry, the phone went out. Do you want me to reread it? Okay, verse 5 reads. Which say, stand by thyself, come not near to me, for I am holier than thou. These are a smoke in my nose, a fire that burn all the day. Verse 6, behold, it is written before me, I will not keep silence, but will recompense, even recompense them to their bosom. Verse 7, your inequities and the inequities of your father together, say the, say the Yaqua, which have burned incense upon the mountain and blasphemy into, upon the hill, 
Therefore, will I measure their former work unto their bosom. Verse 8. Thus say the Yahweh, as my new wine is found in my in the cluster, and one say, destroy it not, for a blessing is in it. So will I do for my servant's sake, that I may not destroy them all. Verse 9. And I will bring forth a seed out of Jacob, Israel, and out of Judah, an inheritor of my mountain, and mine, elect shall inherit it, and my servants shall dwell there. You want me to continue? Thank you, cut off for some reason. Ah, uh, okay. I'm going to just read verse 12 and 13 And hopefully he pop back on Verse 12 Therefore will I number you To the sword And ye shall all bow down To the slaughter Because when I called Ye did not answer When I spoke You did not hear But did evil before my eyes and did choose wherein I delighted not. In verse 13, therefore, thus the Yahweh, behold, my servant shall eat, but you shall be hungry. Behold, my servant shall drink, but you shall be thirsty. Behold, my servant, my servant shall rejoice. Hey, y'all, let's go okay. Right there. Okay. That's, that's good right there, because the big station be a kind of cup coming there and, um, and a man may say, you know, give us a break, sir. We had a lot of hogs yesterday. Give us a break. Let me get you a break. Because you had a lot of hogs yesterday. But, but we're not anti-anybody. We are pro trailer tribe of Israel. We're not anti-anybody. We tell the children of Israel, this stuff right here is going to mess you up. Now, um, Hey, Mother E, what can we read out of 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 12 and 13 there, Mother E? Let's see what it says in 1 Corinthians 5, verse 12 and 13. What does it say there, Mother E? Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, 12 and 13. Okay, 1 Corinthians. No, wait, wait, hold on, Mother. Hold on, Mother. I got to go back and um, take a look at something. 
This is it, 15 down to verse 17. What is there, Sister Sarah? Isaiah 66, verse 15 reads, For behold, the Yahweh will come with fire, and with his chariot, like a whirlwind, to render his anger with fury, and his rebuke with flames of fire. Verse 16, For by the fire, and by his sword, will the Yahweh plead with all the flesh, and the slain of the Yahweh shall be many. Verse 17, they that sanctify themselves and purify themselves in the gardens behind one tree in the midst, eating swine's flesh, and the abomination and the mouth shall be consumed together, say the Yaqua. Yeah, that's the So he, so he, now he compared eating pig meat to the mouth that you kept on a trap. He says, no different than eating pig meat and eating a rat that you call a trap. He compared the pig meat eating, pig eating, and the mouth as interchangeable. It's no different that you eat pig meat. You just as guilty. You might well put a mouth with it too. And that is where verse 17. Read again here, daughter. Read again one more time. Sarah. One more time that he made no difference between eating pig meat and eating a rat, a mouth. Verse 17 again. Verse 17. They that sanctify themselves and purify themselves in the garden behind one tree in the midst, eating swine's flesh and the abomination and the mouth shall be consumed together. Say the Yaqua. Yes, sir. The mouth and the, and the pig meat is interchangeable in the eyes of Yaqua. If you if you eat the pig meat, you might well eat the mouth. You might well eat the mouth because there is no difference between the mouth and eating pig meat. Pig meat and mouth is one and the same. Both of them ain't got no bones in their back and squeeze through anything. So that pig and that rat, that mouth is interchangeable. There you go again, verse 17. So when you are eating your pig meat sandwich, you might want to order you all before you had you a nice shot of rat mouth mm-hmm. before it. Here is that there, verse. And he said, when I come back, I'm going to get you for it. He said, I'm going to get you for eating pig meat. So those that can bless the pig meat, soak them in vinegar, keep them up three, four days, make it nice and tender, stick a, a stick through his tail, through his nose, then get two Negroes, turn them turn him over until he's so tender, fall off his back. Uh, then he turned that meat over. And when that meat gets so tender, then the other nation go in and take a little knife and just touch the knife on it, and the meat just fall off the back of that hog. They shave, shave his nose off. They make hog head stop with his nose. Take his nose, beat his nose down, and make what's in that hog head stop? 
the whole hog. That's what it says here. A hog head foul. Cut his head off and beat his head down in a plate. Hog head stop. And you wonder why you're always in trouble physically. You can't pray over pig meat and everything all right, Mr. Preacher. Sooner or later, you out to help your congregation by telling them eating hog is just like taking a hundred pound millstone and tying it to it and throwing it over a, a river. That's how bad it is eating hog. To your body. So now, Mother, hey, Mother E. So now, what do you say, Mother, that we can read in First Corinthians chapter five, verse twelve and thirteen, Mother E. What do you say we can read? First Corinthians five, twelve and thirteen. What do you say, Mother E? First Corinthians chapter five, verse twelve and verse thirteen. Verse twelve. For what have I to do? To judge them also that are without. Do not to judge them that are within. Verse 13. But them that are without, Yahweh judges. Therefore put away from among yourselves that wicked person. Yeah. He said, Verse 13. If you were if, if you without the covenant, ain't willing to make. When it comes down to what they got on the table, back away from it. According to the Bible. Now, preach up that um, mother. Let's go to First Corinthians chapter ten and pick up verse. Let's go to First Corinthians ten, mother. And we're going to look down at uh, chapter, verse number, let's see which one I want. Make it 10, first question 10. Make it second to question 10. I'm all over the place right now. Well, hold on, mother. I'm all over the place right now. Let's see what I want. Yeah. First question. 1021. What does it say that we can read in 1021? Pick with verse 20 make it sound good. Make it verse 20 and 21. Verse 10, verse 20 and 21. What does it say that, Moses? First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20 and verse 21. But I say that the thing which the Gentiles sacrifice they sacrifice the devil and not to Yahweh. And I would not let you should have fellowship with devils. 21. You cannot drink the cup of the Yahweh and the cup of devils. You cannot be partaking of the Yahweh table. And of the table of devils. Hey, mother, who's he calling the devil according to verse 20? Read verse 20 and give me one word 
that he called him a devil. And give me one word in there who he called a devil in verse 20. The Gentiles. You see, he said, he said now we're going to find out, mother, with the precept, what does that Gentile word mean? So let's uh, precept that mother. We're going to find out what do the word Gentile mean by going to Isaiah 9, verse 1 and 2. What do the word Gentile mean? He said, now, I don't want you to have fellowship with Gentile because Gentile is the devil. That's what he just got to read. What is the definition of a Gentile? Let's go to Isaiah 9, verse 1 and 2. Let's find what the definition of a Gentile. Isaiah 9 and 2. Isaiah 9, verse 1 and verse 2. Yes, ma'am. We're going to find out the definition of the word called Gentile. He said, I don't want you to sit down at the Gentile table and the table of Yahweh, because the Gentile table is the devil's table. Probably just got some reason. But I don't know what Gentile is. Maybe we can find out in Isaiah 9, 1 and 2. What is the Gentile mother in Isaiah 9, 1 and 2? Okay. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 1 and verse 2. Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her situation when at the first he Lighted affliction, the land of Zebulon, and the land of Naphtali, and afterward did more grievous affliction nearby, the way of the sea beyond Jordan and Galilee of the nation. Verse 2. Galilee the people of the that, uh, uh, that's it. Galilee of the nation. So this word Gentile only means nation. He said, I want you to have fellowship with your nation. That means all the other nations, the 17 nations, because they're going to be doing 4th of July, and they'll be doing gumbo and hogging. So the word Gentile only means nation. Nation. Let's get a second witness on that, mother. We're going to Luke chapter 12. Verse 29 and 30. We're going to get a second witness on what the word Gentile means. It only means a nation. That's all the word Gentile means. That is contrary to YHWH order, his law. Luke 12, 29 and 30. Hey, what does it say that, Mother E? Luke 12, 29 and 30. Look at Luke. Chapter 12, verse 29 and 30. Verse 29. And seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. Verse 30. For all these things do be nations of the world seek after, and your father know that and your father knows that you have need of these things. 
So, mother, according to Luke 12, 29, 30, the word Gentile only means nation. That's all that the word means. The word Gentile means nation. And what do you, and what do we say, mother, that we can read in the book of Acts, chapter one, we'll make it eighteen. We're going to Acts chapter eighteen, mother. And by going to Acts eighteen, mother, we should be clear. Paul will give you the Bible definition of the word called nation. Let's see what he says in verse six and seven. We go on to Acts eighteen, verse six and seven. The book of Acts chapter eighteen, verse six and verse twelve. Verse six. And when they opposed themselves and blessings, he took his raiment. And said unto them, You are blood. He be, and said unto them, Your blood be upon your own head. I am clean from henceforth. I will go unto the Gentiles. Verse yeah. 7. And all that word means what, mother? Nation. Nation. He said, Y'all want to get his name? My hand is clean with you. The blood is off my hand now. I'm going to the other nation. The other ten tribes of Israel. I'm going to find the rest of them. He said, my hand is clean. So the word Gentile only means nation. Um, Sister Sarah, you have to see it out in Matthew 6, verse 24 and 32. We're going to the book of Matthew, Sister Sarah, and we look at verse number 24, 32. What it says, Sister Sarah? Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6 verses 24 reads, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold the hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God, Yahweh, and Naaman. Verse 32 reads. 32. 32? Yeah, 32. For after all these things do the nation seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. Uh-huh. So the word Gentile mean what, Sister Sarah? What's the word Gentile mean? Nation. Nation. That's all it means. Now read verse 33 there, Sister Sarah. What do verse 33 say? Verse 33. But seek you first the kingdom of Yahweh and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. You see that? So when you see the word, it means nation. That's what the word Gentile means. Nation that is contrary to YHWH law. Okay. So 
Chapter 4, verse 12 reads, Now when Yahweh the son had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee. Verse 13, And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the seacoast in the borders of Zabalon, and the Nathalium. Verse 14, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, Isaiah the seer, saying, verse 15, the land of Zabalon and the land of Nathalium, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the nations. What word they got there, um, what word they got there? Mark 4, 9 through 11. 
What's that say, Purge, that mother? March chapter 4. March. Verse 9 through 11. Okay, let me get that. March chapter 4, verse 9 through 11. March chapter 4, verse 9. And he said unto them, He that has ear to hear, let him hear. Verse 10. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve, asked of him the parable. And he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of Yahweh. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in a parable. Verse 12. Now what's that here? First Corinthians what? Yeah, make it level. Read verse 11 again, Mother. Read verse 11 again. Thank you, that Mother. Read verse 11 again. Mark chapter 4, verse 11. And he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of Yahweh. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in a parable. You see that, mother? See, sometimes we wonder why our uncles don't don't catch it because they're without. They gotta come, come, come in. He ain't let you. He ain't let you be able to understand and comprehend nothing he's saying until you come in. You gotta come in to the testimony chapter. You gotta contribute inside the testimony chapter. Then you open up your head to understand something. You can be talking to Uncle Leroy all you want.
Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separated, said the Yahweh, and touch not the unclean things, and I will receive you. Eighteen. And and you will be a father unto me, and 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 will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters. Yeah. Have deceived the seer. 
and I will stretch out my hand upon him, and I will destroy him from the midst of my people, Israel. Verse 10, and they shall bear the punishment of their inequity. The punishment of the seer should be even as the punishment of him that seek unto them. Verse 11, that the house of Israel may go no more astray from me, neither be polluted any more with all their transgressions, but that they may be my people, and I may be their Yahweh, say the Yahweh, Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And um, and from that point on, when you become Yahweh's people, uh, Sarah, how you got to walk? And we're gonna bring that young lion in from the guy in. Yahweh 
comes again unto me, saying, verse 13, Son of man, when the man sinned against me by transgression, grieved, then will I stretch out my hand upon it, and will break the staff of this bread thereof, and will send famine upon it, and will cut off man and beast from it. 14. So these three men, Daniel, so these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it. They should deliver but their own soul by their righteousness, said the Yahweh. 15. If I cause northern beasts to pass through the land, and they spoil it, so that it be desolate, that no man may pass through because of this beast. 16. So these three men were in it, as I live, said the Yahweh, Yahweh, they shall deliver neither son nor daughter. They only shall be delivered by the man. Only shall be delivered, but the man shall be desperate. 17. Uh, if I bring a sword upon the land and say, Lord, go through the land so that I cut off man and beast from it. 18. So these three men were in it, as I feel, said Yahweh. They shall deliver neither son nor daughter, but they only shall be delivered themselves. 19. Or if I send a pestilence into the land and pour out my fury upon it in blood to cut off from it man and beast. Verse 20. Though, though Noah, Daniel, and Joe were in it, as I live, as Yahweh, they shall deliver neither their son nor daughter. They shall but deliver their own soul by their righteousness. Don't 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 good reading that mother. Well if Johnny C C said we'll take the mute off of the young line and let him get in there. But we see you go from King on anyway. Let's find out how you're taking the mute off the young line. Brother Makai, one of them up and coming teachers out of Camp One. Y'all find PJ Ray. Y'all find back to that serious prayer. Love C Rush. Hallelujah. I love y'all out of that mother. Kaya, Israel, uh, you coming peacefully? Uh, you're just listening in. What's the good one you're doing there, Kaya? Right now, I'm listening in. This is Steve Roy. I'm still on the road. I should be in the house. It's probably like 15 minutes. Hallelujah. All right. That's it. So, so Kaya, he's just listening in. And he'll, if he just 
Cam's opportunity to get in there behind that microphone, he will do it shortly. Now, uh, Sister Sam, Peter, verse 21 down to verse 23, Sister Sam, what do you say that we can read Ezekiel 14, verse 21 down to verse 23? What do you say that, Sister Sam? Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 21, see, it does say, how much more will I see in my four score judgments upon Jerusalem, the sword, and the famous, and the noisome beast, and the pestilence, pestilence, to cut off it for man and beast. Verse 22, Yet behold, therein shall be left a remnant that shall be brought forth, both sons and daughters. Behold, they shall come forth unto you, and you shall see their ways and their doings, and you shall be comforted concerning the evil that I have brought upon Jerusalem, even concerning all that I have brought upon it. Verse 23, And they shall comfort you, when you see their ways and their doings, you should know that I have not done without cause all that I have done in it, say the Yahqua Yahqua. Yeah. So we read, you know, listen, we have to make a choice. We can't have step in some Yahqua. That's what he said. We cannot have step in Yahqua. And. Um, now, Mother, hey, Mother Eve, now in second, I want to look at a little end time prophecy. It's a question on the table, that Mother. A question on the table in second Ezra 7. Look at verse 52, Mother. Look at that red book and look at second Ezra chapter 7. Verse 52, then get down to 55, we're going to read a little bit. I want to look at something that he's telling those here about. In 2 Ezra, in that red book, chapter 7, verse 52, then get down 55, we're going to do a little read, mother. We're going to find out what, what, he, what is he telling those Ezra. 2 Ezra. That one is 52, what is they, Mo? chapter 7, verse 52, and verse 55. Second is chapter 7, verse 52, verse 52 reads, And that the glory of the Most High is kept to defend them, which have led away which has led a weary life, whereas we have walked in the most wicked way of all. Verse 55. And that the faith of them which have used as seen their sin above the stars 
says, out of faith will be blackened than darkness. Yeah, keep reading, mother. Yeah, keep reading. Now, now he's coming to Israel, mother. He's making a Red point. So you, read, you read verse number uh, 52. He's getting out of verse 55. Let's keep reading a little bit more, mother, because he's a point in here we got to bring out. What is read a little bit more. Verse 56. Second Ezra, chapter 7, verse 56. For while we live and committed iniquity, we just consider not that we should begin to suffer for it after death. 57. Then after he me and said, this is the condition of the balance which man that is born upon the earth shall fight. Verse 58, that if he be overcome, he shall suffer as though he shall suffer as I have said. But if he get the victory, he shall receive the thing that I say. This is mine. For this is the life prayer of Moses faith unto the people while he lived, saying, Choose thee life that thou mayest live. Verse 60. Nevertheless, they believe not him, nor fear after him, nor me which have spoken unto them. Six one, that there should not be such heaviness and their destruction as there be joy over them that are persuaded to salvation. Six two. I answered them and said, I know Yahweh that the most high is called merciful, and that he has mercy upon them which are not yet come into the world. Six three. And upon the those also that turn to his law, six to four, and that he is kindness and long-suffering. Those that have sinned as his creatures, those that have sinned as his creatures, six to five, and that he is bountiful for he is ready ready to give ready to give where it is needed. Sixty-six. And that he is of great great mercy, for he multiplies more and more merciful to them.
them that are present and that are past, and also to them which are to come. Six to seven. But if he shall not multiply his mercy, the world would not continue with them that inherit that he. Six to eight. And he pardoned for and he pardoned for if he did not go of his goodness that they would have committed iniquity sin might be cut seen of them of them the ten thousand part of man should not remain alive. Six and nine. And being judged if he should not forgive them that are cruel with his full with his word and put out the multitude of contempt said me there should be very few left represented in the immunable multitude now, now, what are you saying, Mother? I was asking to read, Mother. He's letting you know this is true. You tell me, Ezra. They don't have a they don't have a chance to hear the word and make a difference. You <laughs> don't have a chance to hear his word and, and make a difference and come back to his word. And that was a future prophecy. You tell Ezra. They're going to have an opportunity to hear this word and make a difference to this word. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to repent. Once they repent and do right, and, and when you're doing right, our sister Sarah, how do you do right? They're going to have an opportunity. You want have an opportunity to go around your loved ones and tell them they got to do right. How do you how do you do right and do the Roman six twenty five? So you have an opportunity, Sister Sarah, to do right. Because he's gonna send the six anointed camps of forces of two Israelites. We're gonna be prepared to show you what the Bible says. Now it's up to you to do right. So how do you do right, Sister Barrow? Deuteronomy 6, verse 25. Let's see how you do right. Come on. All right. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 25 reads, And it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments before the Yahweh, our Yahweh, as he have commanded us. So he'll give us the opportunity, Sister Barrow, to make a Bible decision. And a Bible decision is what we can read. We're going to have that opportunity. Let's go to Psalm 119. Look at verse 144. We'll make it 142. 
down to 145. We're going to Psalm 119, Sister Sparrow. We're looking at 119 down to 119. Verse 142 down to 145. Come on, Sister Sarah. Okay. Psalm 119, 142, 3, 4, and 5. What did it say there, Sister Sarah? All right. Psalm chapter 119, verses 142 reads, Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. Verse 143. Trouble and anguish have trouble and anguish have taken hold on me. Yet thy commandments are my delight. Verse 144. The righteousness of thy testimonies is everlasting. Give me understanding, and I shall live. Verse 145. I cry with my whole mind. Hear me, O Yahweh. I will keep thy statutes. Yeah. So he's telling you you are you are you gonna hear you'll have the opportunity to keep the law. Now Sister Sarah in that red book called Second Ezra chapter nine, what can we read in verse thirty six and thirty seven there, Sister Sarah? What can we read in that little red book? Okay. And no, yeah. Make it Second Ezra chapter nine, verse thirty-six and thirty-seven. What does it say after the little red book in Second Ezra nine, verse thirty-six and thirty-seven? What does it say, Sister Sarah? <laughs> Second Ezra chapter nine, verse thirty-six reads: For we that have received the law perished by sin, and our mind also which received it. Verse thirty-seven. Notwithstanding the law, perish not, but remain in his force. He said, whether you know it or not, the law remains in his force. So, bottom line is, we got to keep the law. Second Ezra 10, Sister Sarah, Second Ezra 10, verse 56. And 57. What does it say in Second Ezra 10, verse 56 and 57? What does it say? Second Ezra 10, verse 56 reads, And then shalt thou, shalt thou hear as much as thine ears may comprehend. Verse 57. For thou art blessed above many others, and art called with the highest, and so are but few. That's that's verse um what verse is that? Chapter ten, verse fifty six and fifty seven. Uh you let Ezra know it ain't a few thing to. Just a few. But he said Ezra, 
you got to tell children of Israel they got to keep the law. The only way they'll come out the problem they're in now, they got to keep the law. Let's just get uh, Psalm 78 in. 78, 1 down in verse 5, Sister Sarah. See, our only way out to our loved ones, we got to look them eyeball to eyeball and say, Mom, you got to keep the law, Mom. That is the bottom line. You can, you can talk that talk all you want to. But Psalm 78, 1 down in verse 5, Mom. Read this, Mother. Let's see what it says Amen. to Sarah. Psalm 78, 1 down to verse 5, what does it say? Psalm um, 78, that's favorite. Hold on, Mother. Sarah got it. Psalm 78, okay. 1 down to verse 5. Let's see what it says in 1 down to verse 5. Keep in. Psalm chapter 78, verse 1 read, Give ear, O my people. To my law, incline your ears to the words of my mouth. Verse 2 I will open my mouth in a parable, I will utter dark sayings of old. Verse 3 Which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. Verse 4 We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Yahweh and his strength. And his wonderful work that he have done. Verse 5. For he established a testimony in Israel. And appointed a law in Israel. Which he commanded our fathers. That they should make them known to their children. He said. What we both make known to our children. Or ones we come in contact with. Is the law. Let's give one more in there, Sarah. Let's go to Proverbs 2, pick up verse 1. Let's read a little bit. Hey, Mother E, tell me that track in Israel, chapter 7, 17 down to verse 25, Mother E. Track in Israel 7, 17 to verse 25. Now, Sister Sarah, we got to find out what did his son, David's boy, think about what he just said. We're going to... Proverbs. We're looking at chapter 2, and we're going to pick up verse number 1, we'll read a little bit. Let's see this, his son changed anything that his father did say. Let's read a little bit from 2, verse 1, let's read a little bit. We got to keep the law. That's our all the way back. Proverbs 2, 1, let's read a little bit, so will come up. All right, Proverbs chapter 1, verse, I'm sorry, chapter 2, verse 1, read. My son, if thou wilt receive my word and have my commandments with thee. Go ahead. Go ahead and read a little bit. So that thou incline thine ear. Unto wisdom and apply thy mind to understanding. Verse 3. Yeah, if thou criest at the knowledge and lift up thy voice for understanding. 
Verse 4. If thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hidden treasures. Verse 5. Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Yahweh and find the knowledge of the Yahweh. Verse 6. For the Yahweh give wisdom. Out of his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Verse 7. He lay up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is he is buffer to them that walk uprightly. Good. Right there. Right there. Good. That's good right there. Watch this out. So you see, it's all about one thing. Make a decision according to the law. Don't make a decision if it's contrary to the law. Make sure the law is is you applying the law, then make a decision. Then Yahweh is with you. Now, Mother E, we're going to look at 2 Ezra 7, 17, all verse 25. Let's talk a little bit more about this law, Mother. 2 Ezra 7, 17 and 25, Mother E, come on. 2 Ezra. Chapter 7, 17 to 25. 2nd Ezra, chapter 7, verse 17. Then answered I and said, O Yahweh, that bears ruler, thou shalt ordain in thy law that the righteous should inherit these things, but that the unyahwali should perish. 18. Nevertheless, the righteousness shall suffer. The righteous shall suffer. Starting. Straight things. Straight things. He said the righteous going to suffer straight things. That means I don't care how straight you walk, you still going to catch something because you got to be trying like everybody else. He said, even though the good people, the righteous, they're going to suffer straight things. Come on there, mother. And hope for why? For they that have done wickedly have suffered the straight things, and yet they'll not see the why. Verse 19. And he said Hold on, mother. Hold on, mother. Hold on, mother. That big verse of them, he said, not like us. We know it's a better better day coming. He said, now, we're going to suffer great things because we're hoping for the wise. We're hoping to get in the kingdom. He said, it's going to be some that's low down, and they ain't going to get in the kingdom. He said, you ain't going to get in the kingdom unless you keep in the law. So we know it's a better time coming and a better place coming. But it only works if we keep in the law. Come on, come on again, I'm over. Come on. Okay, verse 19. And he said unto me, There is no judge above Yahweh, and none that has understanding above the height. Verse 20. 
Well, there'll be many that perish in that life, in this life, because they despise the law of Yahweh that is set before them. Verse 21. But Yahweh has given straight commandment to such as come what they should do to live, even as they come, and what they should observe to evolve punishment. Verse 22. Nevertheless, they were not obedient unto him, but speak against him and imagine same things. 23, and deceived themselves by their wicked deeds, and said of the Most High that he is not and know not his way. Verse 24, but, but his laws have they despised and denied his covenant and his have they not been faithful and have not performed his works? Verse 25. And therefore, Elvis, for the any for the empty are uh, empty things, and for the poor are uh, the poor things. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, Mo, read verse 23 again. 23. Verse 23. Second is, second is chapter 7, verse 23. Verse 23 reads, And deceived themselves by their wicked deeds, and said of the Most High that he is not and knoweth not his way. You see that? They said the Most High don't even exist. You got people out here say, Mother, that the Most High don't even exist. He don't even mm-hmm. exist. We are mm-hmm. all Most High. He said, uh, you deceiving yourself because he the one that make you breathe and he the one cut off your breathing. Mm-hmm. This man exists. This man is alive and well From the beginning And he'll be in the end So sooner or later Somebody's going to wake up And All the 12 tribes of Israel Are going to wake up And be able to get this thing in order So um, Sister Sarah we need to go find Moses and see if she's ready to give a commentary. And I'll give you a chance to take a look at the end time prophecy in Second Ezra chapter 7, verse 33 down to verse 42. We're coming back with Second Ezra 7, Sister Sarah, verse 33 down to verse 42. But right now we're going to find Mother Z. That Mother Z got a, she said, listen, see, I'm going to do a double, so I'm ready to do a double. The 
Keep you seal Israel of Royal Sea. Hallelujah, Yahweh. chapter 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Yahweh, for this is is right. Verse 2. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Verse 3. That it may be well with you and you and mm-hmm. and your mm-hmm. and you may live long long you may live long on the earth. I'm gonna skip some and I'm gonna go and read about prayer and and uh well I'm gonna start reading at verse um um for uh verse uh, twelve. For we, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality, against power, against the rules of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness in high places. Verse 13. Wherefore take, take unto you the whole armor of Yahweh that he may be able to withstand in the evil days and having done all to stand. Verse 14, stand therefore having your loins girded about with truth and having having on the breastplate of righteousness. Verse 15, and and okay. your feet shall your and your feet shoes with the 
preparation of the gospel of peace, verse 16, about above all, take the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darkness of, of the wicked, verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit wherewith which is the word of Yahweh, of Yahweh, verse 18. Pray always with all prayers and suffocation in the spirit and watch, watching there unto, and I'm going to skip and go to Luke, Luke chapter 18 and 1. Luke. Chapter eighteen. Let me see. Let me get my thing. Luke chapter eighteen. Luke chapter eighteen and one. Luke chapter eighteen and one. And 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 he spoke. Is that right? Yeah. And he spoke. Okay. And he spoke a parable unto them to this end that man ought to always ought to always to pray and not and not to faint. And I'm gonna go and read in Matthews twenty six and forty one. Matthew twenty six and forty one. Watch watch and pray Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation, that that the spirit indeed is well, but the flesh is weak. Verse 42. He, he went away again the second time and prayed and prayed, saying, O oh, my father, if that if this cup may. may not pass away from me except I drink it that thou will be done verse forty three and he came and found them sleep again for for the for their eyes was, were heavy, verse 41, 44, 44, and 44, verse 44, and he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words, verse 45. Then came him to then came he to his disciples and said unto them, Sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the son of man may the son of man is betrayed into the hands of 
sinners. And we say Sit on the seat of justice. 
And all that misery is going to come to an end. He says it will be time to pay back all the ones that don't want to do right. So it's a timeline. But remember what he says. The most high is going to be the one that sit on the seat of justice. The most high. That's big talk, Sarah. But we leave it right there. And whatever your closing statement is, take your time to Sarah and bring it on. And we'll check you tomorrow at 6 o'clock. So the most forces over to his life. What's your closing statement, Sister Sarah? Um, I want to start the closing statement by thanking you, um, Sarah Israel, Steve Royal, for continuing to um, teach teach me everything about the book and the law. It's actually my first time actually even going through the book. I've never, like, read the Bible. So... I thank you for teaching me the word and you guys opening the doors to me. Um, I don't really know what to say for my closing statement, but I do want to um, just pray for everyone on online today and, and everyone that, that wasn't able to make it online with us um, that's within the temple and even outside of the temple. Just pray for covering over everyone. Um, and I'm going to just end it with that. Hallelujah. 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 All right. Excellent. That's excellent. Look here. The best of getting nervous, but as time unfolds, it will be nothing. The more you put your time in, the more he's going to increase your understanding through his word. And then you'll know it when the time upon it. All right, now, hey, Mother, hey, Mother Z, I mean, Mother E. Now, Mother, some, Mother Z done some powerful reading, and I want to get a precept on that because she talked about the one hour and all that good stuff and watch, pray, and hold out things, she said. I need a precept in that Mark chapter 13, verse okay. 30. John verse 37, that mother E. How about a precept there, Mother E? Mark 13, 30, down to verse 37. Come on. Okay. Mark chapter 13, 30 to 37. Mark chapter 13, verse 30. Okay. Mark chapter 13, verse 30. Very truly I say unto you that this generation shall not pass till all these things be done. Verse 31. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. 32. But if that day and that hour nor no man, no not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. 33. Take ye heed, watch and pray, for ye knows not when the time is. 34. For the Son of Man is as a 
man taken a for a journey who left his house and gave authority to his servant and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. 35. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house comes at evening or at mid- midnight or at the croaking, harking in the morning. Okay. Verse 36. Lest suddenly he find you sleep. Lest coming suddenly he find you sleep. 37. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. Yeah, mother. What is it saying, verse 36 again, mother? You're the man telling you, say, look here. He's telling you to watch and do something. Because you don't know what time to, you don't know what time. But we can tell you now that we're so close to this thing coming to an end. We're so close. So we telling you to do what in verse 33, mother? Watch and pray. Take ye heed. Watch and pray. For you know not when the time is. You hear that, mother? See, our job is to tell them, watch and pray. St. John 7, verse 6, mother. See, our job is to tell them, mother, look here. Not only you watch, you better do some praying. You better do some praying. But you don't know the hour. But we know one thing. Israel told us it was an hour and a half, and an hour and a half left in his day. And that bill was 3,500 years ago. So, Mother, we're going to find out how close this thing really is after you read. What are you getting ready to read? What you getting ready to read, Mother? 7 verse 6. St. John 7 verse 6. Yeah, what did it say? Then Yahweh said unto them, My time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. See that, Mother? Our time is always ready. So he tells us to watch and pray. Now this precept that to the 24th chapter of Matthew's mother. And we're going to pick around by verse 30. And we're going to read till we get our point. Let's go to Matthew 24 and pick around by verse 30. He says, we better watch and pray. Because we don't know when our time is. Right. But I'll tell you one thing, don't you know, fear and get you so close to it, but you know we know you don't pay the fear, no never mind. So in the twenty fourth chapter, mother, of Matthew, what do it say? We're gonna pick it up at verse number thirty two. Let's pick it up at thirty two, let's see if we can get a little parable out of this. Pick up verse 32 down to verse 36. Um, 32, 36. 
Matthew chapter 24, verse 32 to 36. Matthew chapter 24, verse 32. Now learn the parable of the fig tree. And his branches is yet tender. And put in forth leaves. You know that from it is not. 33. So likewise, you, when you shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the door. 34. Truly I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Verse 35, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Verse 36, but of that day and hour, nor no man, no not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Yeah, Mo, it's making it plain. Are we making it plain? As we can change it. What it says in the regular book of Ecclesiastes, Mother, chapter 7, verse 16. What do we say in the regular book of Ecclesiastes, mm-hmm. chapter 7, verse 16? What it says we can read there, Mother? Ecclesiastes, chapter 7. Verse 16, Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 16. Be not righteous, be not righteous over much, neither make thyself over wise. Why should thou destroy thyself? 17. 17. Be not over much wicked, wicked. Neither be thus foolish. Why should thou die before thy time? Hey, Verse 18. hey, mother, hey, mother, hey, mother, that's pretty big. Now you gotta read that one more time and close the statement. Now take your time, mother, because you, you, now you, now you, what we do, we'll do all we can in this world. But why does this man say that mother Jerry is delivered again and close the statement? And Ecclesiastes chapter 16, I mean 7, verse 16 and 17, mother. Take your time and just, just deliver the knockout blow right now. Second, I mean, the right, I mean, where it is, Ecclesiastes 7, 16 and 17, and a closing statement. Listen real good. Come on, mother. You want to go back on 16 and 17 again? Second is yeah. chapter 7, verse 16 and verse 17. Be not righteous over much, neither make thyself over wise. Why should thou destroy thyself? Verse 17. Be not over much wicked, neither be thou foolish. Why should thou die before thy time? I that's big talk, Mother. We don't leave it like that, Mother. That's big talk. See? That's a big talk. We'll leave it like that. Now, Mother, you know, you and 
sister daughter um, got on the airways and showed out in grand style. And I love every minute of it. The box tail has been lit and Mother Z. You want to about it? The box tail have been lit. The curtain have went up. All we got to do is keep on doing our part and watch what Yaqua do. But, and we're going to see it out our own eyes. So, Mother, take your time and leave with your great, your, your great feet. Let them know. Hold on. It's on you, Mother. Take your time and come out. Oh, just thank you and praising Yahweh for the class. Thank you and praising Yahweh for the teacher. And thank you and praising Yahweh for the ones that participate in the class. And thank you and praising Yahweh, for just being able to be in the class and for all the listeners. Just thank you for eating Yahweh. Hello, Yahweh. Hello, Yahweh. Hello, Yahweh. Hello, Yahweh. And hold on. Mother, Mother E and Z say, you got to hold on. You got, if, you, if you're going to believe in say, believe the Bible. This man saying, even if it's, don't be on too much right thing where you destroy yourself. And don't be around too much wicked stuff. Why can't you die? You know, the precept that is over in Ezekiel 18. Why can't you die, old family of Israel? Don't let nobody take away your blessing in Yahweh. Nobody. David could address Catch this tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Without a quailing sensation has stronger nerves than I have. I do not ever remember to have appeared before anyone more shrinkingly, nor with greater distrust of my abilities than I do this day. The fact of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, the distance between and the slave plantation from which I escape is considerable. And the difficulties in getting from the latter to the former are by no means slight. That I am here today, to me, is a matter of astonishment as well as of gratitude. With little experience and less learning, I've managed to place my thoughts hastily and imperfectly together and trusting to your patience and generous indulgence, I shall proceed to lay them before you. Well, the purpose of this celebration is the 4th of July. It is the birthday of your national independence. It is to you what the Passover was to the emancipated people of God. It carries your minds back to that day and to the act of your great deliverance. May the patriot not hope that high lessons of wisdom, of justice, and of truth shall yet guide her in her destiny. Were America older, the patriot's heart might be sadder. The reform is wrong. America's future might be shrouded in gloom, and the hope of our prophets go out in sorrow. 